I'm finna put all this in my book bag, cause I'm from the streets. Yeah, yeah. And boom, welcome back to another episode of the Netizen Watch News Report. It's your host, Akil Ambition Phillips, and let's get right into this cybersecurity news, right? So we're jumping in starting from February 5th. So we'll say February 5th, February 4th, right? Uh, let me get there, right? This uh, this news report is actually getting kind of long, right? We're keeping a history of it. It's starting to look kind of good. Uh, let's go ahead and start right off talking about the new Miss Padu banking Trojan, right? Let's go ahead and crack this one open, see what it has for us. So new Miss Padu banking Trojan exploiting Windows home screen flaw was released by the Hacker News on February 5th. Let's jump right on down and see what they have for us. Uh, we have... The threat actors behind the Miss Padu banking Trojan have become the latest uh, to exploit the now patched Windows smart screen uh, security or smart screen security bypass to compromise users in Mexico. Right now, let's go ahead. They said uh, Palo Alto Networks were the first to observe it uh, in 19 or 2019. Uh and it has been propagated via phishing email. So we've told you guys for a while that phishing emails have been a huge source of a lot of attacks uh, over the years. Let's go ahead and dig a little bit deeper and see what else we can find here. Uh, CVE 2023-36025 with a high severity scoring uh, CVSS score of 8.8. .8. So pretty decent score there. Uh, you might want to look into that. Uh, it says the exploits revolve around the creation of a specifically crafted internet shortcut file .url or a hyperlink pointing to a malicious file that can bypass smart screens warning. Uh, so this is pretty good. This means that we have the TTPs and uh, you're going to see this in all of your threat intelligence tools, right? Uh, some mentions of rats down at the bottom. It says Mexico has emerged as a top target for several campaigns over the past year that have been found to propagate information stealers and remote access Trojans like Alicor Rat, Async Rat, and Babylon Rat. Uh, and the threat uh, group or the threat adversary found to be responsible for this metabase Q has dubbed them ta Five five eight. So that is the uh, their adversary moniker, uh, and they have a diamond model for intrusion analysis from MetaBase Q uh, linked in that article. So that article's name one more time is New Miss Padu Banking Trojan Exploiting Windows Smart Screens Flaw. Now the next one down is going to be Pegasus Smartware targeted iPhones of journalists and activists in Jordan. Ooh. Uh, that's that's stepping into some sticky uh territory but it is proof for something that i've been telling our students uh in my security plus class for some time now and that is look no matter how you turn it no matter how you dice it cybersecurity has inherited the will of espionage cold war and uh almost every other um heinous silent 
uh, background thing that has been done in the past. So really interesting to see how these things evolved. And now we have malware that's specifically targeting uh, journalists and activists. Let's go ahead and read in on this one. It says nine of the 35 individuals have been publicly confirmed as targeted, out of whom six had had their devices compromised with mercenary surveillance wear tools. Uh, the infection are, infections are estimated to have taken place between 2019 until September 2023. That's a very long time. So we're talking about an advanced persistent threat here. Uh, boom. It says, uh, uh, the Israeli company has been under the radar, uh, under the radar for failing to implement rigorous human rights safeguard prior to selling its cyber intelligence technology to government clients and law enforcement agencies for preventing and investigating terrorism and serious crimes. NSO Group in its 2023 Transparency Responsibility Report touted a significant decrease in reports of the product misuse during 2022 to 2023. Um, so here's the thing. A marked uh, decrease in the misuse of the tool doesn't mean that the tool isn't still uh, pretty dangerous. So, I mean, the best thing to do at this point, I don't think, is to kind of roll back and put roll the hammer out on these uh, technology providers is to go ahead and expand understanding of the tools so that uh, defenders can actually get the things that they need in order to defend against it. I think one of the things that uh, really hurts us within our philosophy is we always go, oh, the tool is bad. Lock it up. Ah, it's the tool. And it's like, hey, if we don't understand it, we can't protect our networks from this tool. Right. So definitely one to look into uh, one more time. That is the Pegasus. Uh, where is it? Pe Pegasus spyware targeted iPhones of journalists and activists. Let's go ahead and jump on down patchwork using romance scams lore and lore to infect Android devices uh, with Vajra spyware. So patchwork is our threat actor. Uh, threat actor, uh, the threat actor known as Patchwork likely used romance scams uh, lures to trap victims in Pakistan and India uh, to and infect their Android devices with remote access Trojan called Vajra, uh, Vajra Spy. Uh, this was discovered by a cybersecurity researcher over at ESET. Uh, I believe his name is Lucas Stefanko. Uh, um, I'm so sorry if I butchered your name, bro. Uh, but let's go ahead and dig into it a little bit more. Uh, Rajra Spy has a range of espionage functionality that can be expanded based on the permissions granted to the app bundled with its code. Uh, that was straight from uh, Stefanko. He also said it steals contacts, files, call logs, SMS messages, so text messages, um, and it can also extract WhatsApp and signal messages along with record phone calls and take pictures with a camera. Some nasty stuff there. That's some nasty work, right? Let's go ahead and jump into our next one, right? Boom, what do we have? Teens committing scary cybercrime. What's behind the trend? Um, I can tell you what's behind the trend. You haven't taught their parents how to actually parent on the internet. Haven't taught their parents how to parent on the internet. It says uh, crypto theft, si uh, sextortion tactics, swatting, and ransomware. Teenagers are increasingly taking up cybercrime for fun and profit. Um, 
So if you have kids going ahead and increasing their usage in the digital world, yeah, I bet you can also mark this with a decrease of some traditional crimes too. So it's just kind of switched places. You get what I mean? Um, let's go ahead and talk about this. It says, report. recent reports include a 17-year-old from California who cops allege what was behind hundreds of swattings and bomb threats against various targets including mosque, FBI offices, and agents, and historically black uh, black colleges, um, according to CNN. Now, it says the rise of teens committing serious cybercrime cyber on a large scale and doing real harm in the process has become hard to ignore. It says, uh, what else we have here? Wiz, a dating app for teens similar to Tender, has been yanked off the Google Play and Apple stores uh, since late January uh, after it was discovered that cyber criminals were using the platform to lure kids into participating uh, and becoming victims of financial sextortion. That's, dude, disgusting. I'm glad that they uh, went ahead and pulled that app, right? But uh, the investigator in me goes, if you pull the app, it's a lot harder to detect the people who were responsible for the problem, right? So, yeah, I'd like to figure out who was responsible for that problem and, you know, deal with those people accordingly, right? Like, what whatever happens to them happens to them underneath a bus in a jail cell where no one can see, hopefully, right? Now, Apple and Google are seeking more information about the app. Uh, this is from Wiz Company spokesperson uh, and teams to clarify extensive safeguards. So here's the thing. Maybe there should be some general societal-based safeguards, right? You're, ask, you're asking tech providers who are recent uh, college graduates to provide safeguards on the internet. Again, I go back to, we need parents to parent on the internet. We have to give parents the tools to parent on the internet, right? Um, let's go ahead and continue here. It says, Florida-based 19-year-old hacker named Noah Michael Urban was indicted for wire fraud, aggravated identity theft, and for his role in a $800,000 SIM swapping cryptocurrency scam. Man, I, that's a, uh, it's infamous. It's infamous, right? Uh, it says curiosity, isolation, financial pressure, the thrill of the challenge, misguided idealism, and even peer pressure can all play a role, uh, play a role that can lure all, uh, all lure teens to cybercrime. And this was from Sarah Jones, a cyber threat research analyst at Critical Starts. It says teens might innocently uh, explore vulnerability, seek acceptance in online communities. Even those centered on cybercrime be tempted by quick money, view it as a game and hold misplaced beliefs about their actions supporting a cause. Uh, yeah, definitely. Right. Um, th this goes on to kind of cite how, yeah, maybe there's a bigger trend of cybercrime amongst teenagers than was previously thought. But if there's an interest in cybercrime, then that means there's an interest in cyber. And hopefully we can uh, weaponize this against that, number one, Chinese Communist Party cyber threat that outnumbers the FBI 50 to 1. And then number two, uh, to help make the internet a safer place. It's an ongoing mission that we have, right? So let's go ahead and recruit those kids if we can. 
right? The teens means that they are soon to be adults who will have to pay bills and they may already have some skills that we can go ahead and use, right? Uh, let's go ahead and talk about it. Now, just some ideas, just some thoughts, right? I'm not pushing the corporate agenda, but, you know, like I want to work with people that actually want to work, right? Is that selfish of me? Y'all think that's selfish? Yeah, I don't want to work with people that don't want to work. Don't you hate that? They show up to work. You showed up actually wanting to go ahead and accomplish something. And somebody going, I don't feel like doing shit today. Right? Fuck all the way off. Anyway, Belarusian, <laughs> Belarusian national linked Bitcoin E or BTC E faces 25 years for 4 billion Crypto money laundering. Ooh, a 42-year-old Belarusian Kryptonian, uh, Kryptiot, Kryptiot? Is it like Patriot, but Crypt in front? Siptiot? Uh, what the fuck, man? Why do y'all just make up words? You know English is, god damn it. Anyway, a 42-year-old Belarusian and Kryptiot, uh, Nashio, what? Okay, I'm gonna fucking look this up because there's no way, right? No way. Cypriot. Okay. C Cypriot. Cypriot. Cy Cyprus. M my apologies to the people of Cyprus for my ignorance there. Uh, forgive me. I am but a public educated uh, American. I'll, I will do better in the future. My apologies. Now, um, so no, it's uh inhabitant or native inhabitant of uh, Cyprus. So Cypriot, right? I was definitely thinking they was talking about like a crypto native and I was about to piss me off. I was about to get in my old band bag. These kids in my lawn. Right. I was about to go all the way there. <laughs> but uh, a 42 year old Belarusian and Cypriot national uh, was alleged connect uh, was alleged connections to the now defunct cryptocurrency exchange BTCE uh, is facing charges related to money laundering and operating an unlicensed money service business. Yeah. So let's continue reading here. Uh, Ali Ali Alexandre. Kilimenka, Kilimenka, uh, who was arrested in Latvia on December 21st, 2023. Uh, I need to go ahead and make some friends that can teach me how to pronounce some of these names. If you guys know how to pronounce these names, please go ahead and send me a video. I don't like butchering people's names, right? Um, boom, boom, boom. Let's go ahead and keep it moving. Uh, he was extradited to the U.S. and is currently being held in custody. If convicted, he faces a maximum penalty of 25 years in prison. Now, BTCE uh, has been operating since 2011 uh, and was seized by law enforcement authorities in late July 2017 following the arrest of another key member, Alexander Venick, in Greece. Ooh, and four billion. So uh, we we're not just catching one Sam Bankman Freed. We're catching all the Bernies before they made off. Right. Uh, some cool shit going on here. Way to go. Way to go. Right. Now, because this is international, they say caught and expedited. I bet you Interpol had something to do with it. Interpol is getting busy. I, I don't know how China feels about the fact that Interpol exists like might outnumber the u.s but you don't outnumber interpol right i know it stands for international police but they also the 
the only real version of internet police sometimes, right? Um, okay, not knocking the FBI. The FBI does what they can, but there's 800 trained FBI agents. So again, going back to those teens, might need them. Um, let's go ahead and look what else we have here. Nigerian president dismisses nation's cybercrime haven uh, image. Okay, so the Nigerian president is delusional? President Bola Tinubu uh, says country is not a nation of cyber criminals, despite being the originator of the infamous Nigerian print scam. OK, look. Your nation is not a nation of cyber criminals. There's undoubtedly uh, citizens there who are just trying to live their life. But. It's a lot of motherfucking Nigerian cyber criminals and scammers, bro. You can't deny that. Hush puppies, Nigerian. Hush puppy. Uh, hi. Okay, let's see what let's see what President Tanubu has to say about this man. He says, "Boom." He said, uh, the Prince of Nigeria recently delivered a blistering speech condemning the common Nigerian prince stereotype uh, that the nation full of scamming cyber criminals. Mm, no, it wasn't that. See, if it was only that, I would give it to you. I'd be like, yep, go ahead and uh, talk that talk. But it's not just that. Let, let's go ahead and continue, right? Cybercrime remains a big issue in Nigeria with the economic impact being 500 million annually um, for Nigeria, maybe it's like seven trillion dollars globally so is that just nigeria's numbers so speaking at the nigeria's uh speaking at nigeria's economic and financial crime and commission uh last week president bola tanubu uh explained that cybercrime had damaged the country's international reputation but he stressed that it's not just a nigeria problem rather fraud and other types of cyber attacks are a global phenomenon that must be tackled at all costs. Okay, full stop, brother. Let me go ahead and explain something to you. You're right. It's not just a Nigerian phenomenon. But if my entire neighborhood was on fire, I wouldn't go. See, it's not just my house. It's all of y'all's houses. So help me put out my house. Everybody would be busy grabbing water to try and put out the fire in their house. So, yeah, there's that, there's that. Youth role in cybercrime. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So what, what I'm getting here is the next generation, Gen Alpha and the younger Gen Zers, y'all are really the hackers that we were promised in the 90s, right? Like, that's what we're getting into. A lot of the youth are being blamed for, again, people not being given the tools to parent on the internet. We could solve that right now. We we could. We could. How are your parents supposed to correct you if they don't know what the fuck you're doing on the internet? Make it make sense. If you make it make sense, I wouldn't have, I, I, I'd shut the fuck up. You want me to shut the fuck up? Make it make sense. Right? All right, let's go ahead. We could go right from that one into another one about uh, Africa. I think Africa, cybercrime or cybersecurity 
Africa cybersecurity facing 2024 biggest hurdles. It says key trend in African information security this year, uh, including biometric de uh, deployments and privacy concerns, the rise of misinformation. Uh, so it says da -da -da, the Pan-African payment and settlement system is beginning to create a foothold on the continent. Millions of Africans will vote in elections and international engagements with African nations will gain traction uh, with scheduled summits and conferences with Italy, South Korea, and India. Uh, the That's in addition to Middle East and African nations' involvement with the intergovernmental organization BRICS, whose 2023 gathering was hosted in South Africa. Okay, so let's go ahead and bring Africa back into the fold. Uh, I guess this uh, that last paragraph was all about their uh, global um, involvement. Uh, it says, for Africa information security, the two areas of digital life that are having a significant impact on the continent are biometrics and disinformation campaigns. Let's take a deep dive into why these specific sectors are getting the attention this year. Let's look at it. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Nigerian digital identity verification company Smile ID provided analysis in its 2024 digital ID fraud in Africa report, which found that 80% of the identity fraud in Africa is committed with national identity documents. Credit bureau uh, CompuScan estimated that identity theft has cost the South African uh, economy alone between 50 million and 80 million per year. Right. So, OK, they're looking at um, issues are said 80 percent of identity fraud in Africa committed uh, with national uh, do national identity documents and then 50 to 80 million dollars a year loss uh, for one country. And that's South Africa. Let's go ahead and keep uh, pushing. It goes Uganda Communications Commission uh, began to deactivate uh, deactivate Uganda SIM cards in November 2023 for mobile devices that were not biometrically registered, right? So a lot of this just seems to be about a uh, biometric agenda over in Africa. Uh, says humanit theft and humanitarian aid in Ethiopia was so widespread that the U.S. Agency uh, for International Development paused operations while it worked to institute biometric protocols to curb the theft of resources, right? Okay, so they're instituting biometrics to help people protect uh, their way of life, maybe their uh, finances and money as well. That's what it looks like there. All right, pretty uh, solid stuff. Can't get mad at that. Let's go ahead and keep uh, pushing. Let's see what else we got. So now what else we have misinformation, disinformation and malinformation uh, with da, 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 da. it says the holy in, uh, the unholy trinity of misinformation, disinformation and malinformation is nothing new to Africa with close to 400 million social media users on the continent opportunity for exposure uh, to spread uh, to and spreading of messages with ulterior motives is certain to be on the rise in the upcoming year, right? And then it cites a different 
misinformation campaigns that have gone on over the year. The article was written by Tracy Z. Malif from uh, she's the principal uh, from Sherpa Intelligence LLC, uh, and it's over on Dark Reading. Great article. Great job there, uh, Tracy. Love to see it. Love to see it. All right, let's go ahead and push on through. What else do we have? Mm. Let's check out this one, right? Uh, a lot of these are kind of repeat articles for some of the same things that I went over. Uh, we don't want to dig those up more. But the U.S. imposes visa restrictions on those involved in illegal spyware surveillance. Ooh. Okay, so starting to hold some accountability for cybercrime uh, in some ways and form. It says here, the U.S. Uh, State Department said it's implementing a new policy that imposes visa restrictions on individuals who are linked to the illegal use of commercial spyware to surveil civil society members, right? Okay, so... I, I like where this is going. We can actually have some consequences here. This uh, article cites the uh, same one that we went over earlier with the uh, journalists in Jordan, the 35 that were um, affected by it. Um, so what they're saying is if they can find out who did it, then they're going to limit some of your travel opportunities, right? Okay, no no U.S. citizenship for you, right? Well, because you can't visit, and if you can't visit, you can't get... I'm I'm the child of two immigrants. I I'm just saying I know the process. That's that all I'm saying is I know the process. Okay. God. <laughs> um. Let's go ahead. If see, hackers exploit job boards, stealing millions of resumes. Oh no. <laughs> there's a there's a low hanging fruit. about hackers being able to access resumes and top talent before actual companies can. Maybe uh, we should send this out to some recruiters and to HR and see what some of these hackers' tactics are. Right off the bat, we see some uh, XSS and uh, stolen data was put up for sale in a threat telegram group. So let's go ahead and keep this one up. Um, Nice little article here in a resume looter mal malicious infrastructure it says employment agencies and retail co companies chiefly located in the APAC region have been targeted by a previously undocumented threat actor known as a resume looters since early 2023 uh, with the goal of stealing sensitive data. Singaporean Singapore headquartered uh, group IB said the hacking crew act, hacking crews activities are geared towards job search platforms and theft of resumes as many as 65 websites compromised between November 2023 and December of 2023. The files stolen are estimated to contain 2,188,444 user data records. of which 510,259 have been taken from job search resume or job search websites, right? Uh, also gives us some type of attacks that have been used here. We have by using SQL injection attacks against websites, the threat actors attempt to steal users' databases. That may include names, phone numbers, emails, and date of births, right? 
It goes on to mention uh, it also uncovered evidence of cross-site scripting infections on at least four legitimate uh, job search websites that are designed to load malicious scripts responsible for displaying phishing pages capable of harvesting admin credentials. Ouch. So pretty well coordinated one there, right? Um, man, that one was, let me go back and give them, give them a shout out for that one. It was uh, the hacker news. Uh, hackers exploit job boards, stealing millions of resumes and personal data. Let's go ahead and keep it pushing. What else do we have here? Uh, boom, Microsoft Azure HD insights bug, bugs exposed to big data breaches. Ouch, Microsoft Azure. Good thing you got that government contract, though. That's good, right? That'll government contracts keep you afloat. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Okay. I've I've made this awkward. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and continue. Um, okay, cool. No, this one it really is a great article, right? Shout out to uh Nate Nelson from Dark Reading. Uh, it says security holes in the big data tool could lead to big data compromise, right? Let's go ahead and look at it here. It says four and a half months after disclosing eight cross-site scripting vulnerabilities in the cloud data tool, Orca Security has been uh, has published new findings involving one denial of service and two privilege escalation bugs afflicting the same service, right? And that service is Microsoft Azure's Big Data Analytics Service, HD Insights. Uh, let's go ahead and continue reading. It says, CVE 2023-38156 assigned a high 7.2, so it's not quite as high as the other one that we read, but this is still pretty uh, high, and it is targeting your Java database connectivity, uh, so that's your JDBC. Uh, if you keep your eye open, you see a lot of attacks target that particular uh, component. Uh, it says a, this is a Java application programming interface, uh, so API, uh, responsible for defining how clients may, how a client may access the database, right? So that is our, sounds like our privilege escalation one there. It says the two other vulnerabilities relate to Apache Uzu, a workflow scheduler, for Hadoop, Hadoop being a uh, big data coding language, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, then you have da -da -da -da, the next one here is 20, CVE 2023-36419. Uh, this is a XML external entities injection. Um, let's go ahead and keep reading here. This one was given at 8.8, .8, uh, breaking down to a severity of high. And we gave you a attack breakdown for the last one. Let's go ahead and pull up... Um, that XML external entities uh, breakdown real quick. Maybe not. It's going to take me too long, right? But uh, one of the things that I tell my classes about XML external entity uh, injection is you do have a lot of software, uh, particularly that is developed by Microsoft that is XML-based. So if you can inject XML, you can definitely go ahead and manipulate some of the properties, uh, possibly manipulate permissions and uh, cause some very bad things to happen, right? So that's what they're looking to do there. Let's go ahead and see why these vulnerabilities matter. Um, da -da -da -da. Uh, Nate goes on to say, he says, uh, well, he quotes from Oracle Security, HD, insi 
insights is used to perform analysis on big data, meaning large amounts of structured and unstructured fast moving data. I want you guys to think of Splunk, right? So this is like Microsoft's version of Splunk uh, going ahead and having major vulnerabilities in it. Um, and Splunk does a whole bunch of stuff with tracking data. So does the, this tool. And if you're wondering what do they do with all the data that they uh, that they collect, they figure out where the correlations are. They figure out different meanings to that data. And then they go ahead and use that data in a variety of ways. Right. So that is what we're looking at there. Right. Nigerian University rolls out cybersecurity degree program. I love it. I love it. I'm not going to jump into that article, but that's a great one. And the reason I'd like to hear that one is because uh, we can definitely, um, again, if you want to have a safer version of the internet, you need to go ahead and create that force, right? Uh, one here says how neurodiversity can help fill cybersecurity workforce shortage. Um, I like this article better than I like the veterans article last week. I think um, there's a lot of, you know, exclusion that we've seen in the job market based off of people not feeling uh, comfortable working with other types of people. I, I, so long as people want to work and people want to be there, I'm, I'm, I don't care, man, right? Um, but it says many people with ADHD, autism, dyslexia, and other neurodivergent conditions bring new perspectives that, that can help organizations solve cybersecurity challenges, right? Uh, it makes sense. And it basically talks about how we're expanding our understanding of tech to these uh, to people who have, or to people who are neurodivergent, um, so that they can get a better understanding of STEM, uh, which is science, technology, engineering, and math, uh, and how they can eventually join the workforce. I'm hundred percent with it. Right. Uh, let's go ahead and continue on here. Let's see anything good, anything pop out. Let's fast forward a little bit. Fulton County still hobbled by cyber attack. Let's go ahead and talk about this one. Uh, so Fulton County has been uh, stopped in its tracks by this cyber attack. And this is now going on, I believe, nine days, right? It says here, uh, Fulton County, Georgia suffered a cyber attack, subsequent power outages. Um, and I was actually watching an article or watching a news report on this earlier where um, you know, some of the local judiciary branch was speaking about how they've been affected, where they can't process any criminals, they can't process anything, uh, meaning they can't get anybody in or out. Um, let's go ahead and see how that has expanded, right? It says the criminal justice department uh, system is already deeply intimidating, and now they're being told by everyone uh, it's a little bit more broken and slower than normal. So that was a quote from uh, saying basically plaintiffs and defendants alike are having difficulties finding information, looking up cases. Yeah, so uh, this may be one to study. I'd like to see case studies on this Fulton, uh, Fulton County cyber attack and outage and to see how it was um, it affected that community because if we can see that, we may be able to... Uh, predict some of the fallout that may happen with 
the Chinese Communist Party and some of their cyber attacks in the critical infrastructure. But all good stuff, all good stuff. So this has been your uh, your Netizen Watch news report. Out.